Psalm 46, God is our fortress. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear though the earth gives way, though the mountains be moved into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam, though the mountains tremble at its swelling. There's a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy habitation of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. He sh she shall not be moved. God will help her when morning dawns. The nations rage, the kingdoms totter. He utters his voice, the earth, the earth melts. The Lord is, of hosts is with us. The Lord of the God of Jacob is our fortress. Come behold the works of the Lord, how he has brought desolations on the earth. He makes war cease to the end of the earth. He breaks the bow and, the sh and shatters the spear. He burns, he burns the chariots with fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. This is the word of God. Brothers and sisters, beloved, um, this morning I was making a walk in the neighborhood where I live, and I live very near to the uh, Rotterdam Stadium. So I made a walk around the stadium, and my eye catched a big picture of four, I assume, famous Feyenoord players. Very big, and under it, it was written... Four giants, each one of them a Goliath. I thought, well, that's funny. On the one hand, you can see that we live in a post-Christian country. There are some echoes here from Christianity that people know something, that Goliath was a great giant. However, if I would be in a match against Feyenoord, and if I would be a Christian... I would be a bit worried about the match, but if I would see this, then I would think there is hope against Feyenoord. Well, today the theme of our sermon is complete safety through faith in Christ. Complete safety. We, today, when we listen to Psalm 46, through this voice of Joas, we should hear a choir singing. So from my house where I still live, last Friday we got the keys of our new house, soon Rotterdam will be passed, but still where I live now, uh, I don't need to open the windows or the door to hear the people in the stadium sing. And most of the times, they're very confident that they will win because they think we have our Goliaths. Well, here we hear another choir, and they're singing, and they're very confident, and they're very happy, and they're very bold. Listen to this choir. It's the people of God singing. 
And if you look at them, they don't look so impressive, just as we sung with the children's song. Think of, think of David, that tiny boy. Think of Moses, that vulnerable man before the mighty Pharaoh. Think of Jacob. Why are they so confident? On what do they rely? They rely on their God. Not because they are so good, but just because they know God is with us. So that's repeated throughout the Psalms several times. The God of Jacob. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Wow. This psalm is a really important song for us to get to know, to learn to sing it, and before all, to understand from where they have this confidence, this joy, and this boldness. For we need it. For it's evident that the situation in which it is sung is a situation of feeling frightened, being threatened. Did you think, how should I survive? Perhaps that's how you feel these weeks when your exams are upcoming. How should I survive this? You feel nervous. You can't do something to, to put it off. Well, let's, let's start our day and our week with Psalm 46. What are they singing about? It might help you. I hope and pray that through my words, your ears and the eyes of your heart are opened, and then that you can leave this church today with confidence, with joy, and with boldness. That even though you feel threatened by mighty Goliaths, you know I don't need to be afraid. Threatening circumstances, that is what we find throughout the psalm. But they sing about their God. Their God is with them. And because their God is with them, they have confidence, joy, and they have boldness. Let's go a bit deeper through each part of the psalm and see how it works. We can divide the psalm in three parts. Verses 1 to 3 is the first part. Verses 4 to 7, second part. Verses 8 to 11, the third part. If you have a Bible, have it at hand, then you can check whether it is true what I say. And then after this service, you can just go back to your Bible, read it, and then you see how you can use this psalm. So the first part, verses 1 to 3. What is the focal point of the psalm? Where are they looking You can learn something from this for your own lives. Where are they looking? What is the focal point? What is your focal point when your day starts? Today my exam. No, their focal point is not their circumstances. Their focal point, the point where they start to look at, is God. God. First word of the psalm. God. God is our refuge and strength a very present help in trouble. That's their focal point. They compare God to a city or a tower or something with walls that you can run to when you're in danger. So in the Middle East, when danger was upcoming, armies, threats, then you would run to get into the city through the gates 
gates closed, you are behind the walls, you are safe. Yes, I'm there. Ha, I'm safe now. Now here it said God is that. We can go to God and we can be in God and in God we can be completely safe. Then follows an inference of that. So because God is our fortress, focal point is God, inference, we will not be afraid. That's the privilege we enjoy. Because we can hide in God, uh, we can enjoy safety. We don't need to fear. And then thirdly, this focus and this inference is applied to the circumstances. What kind of circumstances are mentioned here? Well, very scary circumstances. There are given here some pictures from nature, when nature turns into chaos. So it seems to me we hear here echoes of things people still experience, but people in Israel have experienced too. Things like earthquakes, things like a tsunami, things like, well, tornado, volcano. If you've never experienced that, then, then it seems to be far away. But once you have experienced such, such a thing, once you have been, for instance, in a storm on the sea, then nature's power can really feel like a supernatural force, as if, as if someone is angry with you, roaring and fighting and wanting to kill you, and is much stronger than you are. But the choir is singing with confidence. They know God is the creator. Once God, out of chaos, by speaking, made order. And now they know I, we, we are together in God. God can speak. And, and, and we don't need to fear the chaos of, 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 of nature, of floods, of storms, of earthquakes, or whatever. God is mightier than that. And when we are in God, we are completely safe. God is like a city, and nothing can, can, uh, can subdue God. That's the first part. So they sing as people in a city. And of course, this psalm, the background of this psalm, has something to do with Jerusalem and with King David and later kings. Uh, they, they, they knew, well... Jerusalem is the city of God. Our king is the king of God. In our city is the temple of God. So God is dwelling in our city. So if God is with us, we are safe. Whatever might happen. Now let's move on to the second part of the of the psalm. Um, what is the focal point here? Again, it's not the circumstances, but the focal point is there is a river. So when we are in this city, when we have taken our refuge into that city, then in that city where the temple is, God's dwelling place, then there is a river coming from the temple, coming from God. And it gives water, not raging, foaming waters that want to flood you, but water that you can drink from, water that gives life. Be aware that many times in the ancient times when a city was... Um, surrounded by enemies, the enemies would just wait until they had no longer water and then they could conquer the city. But this city has water from within. 
And this is very special water. They, they, the people from the city profit from that water. Remember the imagery here that we see throughout the whole Bible. Genesis. God, creator of the world, creator of that special garden, paradise, where God dwells in. It's protected by angels. In the midst of that garden, there is, there is a river. There is a tree of life. Jerusalem, it had indeed fresh water streaming there. Remember Psalm 1, where it is said that the man who meditates on God's word is like a, a tree planted by the water streams. So God is a hiding place for us. We can hide in him when we do not feel safe. We can run to him. We can say, oh God, I come to you in my distress. Hear me, help me. And God says, come in, welcome. In me, you are safe. But then if you are in God, God provides for life. There is a river. There is a river in this city. You can drink from it. You can be refreshed. And what is the inference? If you focus on that river, what do you get from it? You get joy. You get joy. So there is a river whose streams make glad the city of God. So this people is singing. They have been drinking from that water and they are very happy. They know God is in the midst of them. So although everything may be moved and tr may be trembling, they know they are in a very stable city. They may be attacked, threatened, but they know God will raise, God will speak against our enemies, and our enemies will be, will be shattered. So as the first part of the psalm has some Genesis echoes, I think the middle part of the psalm has some Exodus echoes. Um, think of Pharaoh and his armies threatening the people of Israel. But when God speaks, well, the enemies are scattered. So this is the inference here. If you focus on that river, then you have joy. And as nature can rage against you, nations can also rage against you. Creation can rage, creatures can rage. So there can be people who threaten you, who make you frightened. However, if you are in God, if you are drinking from the living water he gives to you, you don't need to be afraid. No, you can have, you can have joy. Whatever happens around you, your spirit can rest in God and find joy in God. Now we move on to the last part. What is the focal point here? And what is, this is my question again for you, what is your focal point? Where do you start your day? Where do you end your day? Of what do you think? Well, when you wake up, make it a habit first to have the right focus. God, focus of the first part, the waters coming from God, focus of the second part. Third part, the focus is the works of the Lord. Come, behold the works of the Lord. So the choir is singing here. You must not only look at the things that are now, 
but you must also look at the things that are next. There is a God who is alive, a God who works. And with the eyes of faith, you must see the things he has done, he continues to do, and he, he will finally do. See the works of the Lord. See what he has done and know what he will do. Know about the future. We have a mighty God, a mighty Lord. So the focus is the works of the Lord. We should look at this. And then the inference from the works of the Lord is boldness. Yes, we may be threatened by, by chaos. Uh, Jerusalem in its history has many times been surrounded by great enemies, great armies. It seemed they were chanceless. But they knew about the works of the Lord. They knew how if the Lord was with them, everything could change. So what is the inference for them? They are bold. They're not afraid. You might think here, for instance, of the time that Jerusalem was surrounded by the Assyrians in the time of King Hezekiah. 185,000 soldiers were around the city of Jerusalem. This was really scary. They wanted to cast the city into the sea, kill them forever. But Isaiah encouraged the king, rely on your God, pray to God and see how he will work for you. And then in the morning, the next morning, there had come an angel we don't know what means the angel has used, perhaps some natural circumstances, a disease or whatever, but anyhow, in the morning, the soldiers had all died. So first they were threatened, but in the morning it was all over. There was a new future for them. All those who made war against the people of God, they were no longer there. There was peace, because they had peace with God. So in these circumstances, the people of God, they are happy, they are confident, and they are bold. They say to themselves and they say to the nations of the world, be still and know that God is God. He will be exalted on, in the, among the nations. He will be exalted in the earth. What a wonderful song, isn't it? Wouldn't you like to feel that way? Confident and safe, completely safe, joyful and bold, whatever the circumstances are that you face. Wouldn't you like to feel like that? Do you feel like that? They f seem to feel like that, but is this also there for us? Is it available for us? What does this psalm point to? Well, if you look at the place of this psalm, Psalm 46, of course, follows Psalm 45. Psalm 45 is a psalm that sings about a great king who is like a groom for a bride. So the people of Jerusalem just had a new king, and he was a loving king for the people of God. He would be like a groom for his bride. In this king, God would be with his people, and so his vulnerable people could be very joyful and confident. But who is this king of whom it is said in Psalm 
45 that I don't know where it is exactly but that that, that he is even more than more than just a human he, he is like a god who is this king was it David we know David resembled it David was a bit like that king but it was not David was it Solomon well somehow he looked like that but no it was neither Solomon well we know that this psalm finally is really fulfilled in Jesus Christ so you might think well wonderful song sounds nice but it sounds like a fairy tale wishful thinking it's not something real it's not something that in our lives today we can really use but let us be aware that such a place like paradise the place where God dwells where there is the tree of life where there is the river that gives life let's be aware that such a place really has come in history such a fortified city to which you can take refuge in the midst of that city is the Lord is God protecting and speaking and defeating his enemies where and how is this psalm fulfilled where else than in Jesus Christ he is the true temple of God for in him the fullness of God dwells Jesus Christ is not a fairy tale person he was a real man like you and me when he was born if you read the gospel of Matthew it was said of him you shall call his name Emmanuel which means God with us now with whom would God be with the good the perfect those who kept the laws of God no God would be with people like Jacob you remember who Jacob was God would be with the people of Jacob he would just say I am there and I am with you I am your God rely on me take refuge in me look at Jesus he is like a city or he is like the gate of the city if you look for a paradise a place where your spirit and your soul can find rest Jesus is the door if you come to Jesus and you enter in through faith in him then your soul finds rest your soul finds peace if you drink from the living water that comes from him you will find joy for in Jesus Christ God provided for the forgiveness of our sins in fact it's strange that we can be concerned and worried about many many things exams our health covid climate change there are many things to worry about things in your family whatever is going on but it seems that we hardly ever pay any attention to the thing we should really be worried about if god is our creator and if our lives denied is god break his laws mock with him make war with this god isn't the great one thing we should be worried about that one day this god appears and judges 
Where would you be if this God speaks with a voice like fire, burning everyone who, who fights him? Shouldn't we more worry about that? We must be aware that when we go on in our lives with sin, which is nothing else but raging against God and saying to God, no, you are not the one who will make us happy. You are just imposing rules on us. You are not the loving God. That is what sin means. But listen to the choir singing today. Things will change. There is a God. Don't rage against him. Be still and know that he is God. You can find refuge in him. You can enter through the gate who is Jesus Christ. You can receive forgiveness of sins. Your spirit can have peace with God again. And joy of the Holy Spirit when you come to Christ with your spirit. For he is there. And he hears you and he sees you and he calls you today. This Jesus who appeared in history is now on the throne and speaks through his ministers. Be still and know. Don't continue in a life that is not safe. Don't look for safety in the things that cannot offer you safety. But go there where there is true safety, true joy. It's in Jesus Christ. He is the door and from him there is a spring of living water. The Holy Spirit. My friends, what a great gospel did we receive in the Bible. You can be part of the city that God is actually building now. It's not a city just of beautiful stones and wood, but it is a city that is built from living stones, from persons into which God dwells with his Holy Spirit. By nature, we are not ready to be used for this big building. But when we come to Jesus... He deals with our sins and with our sinful nature. He cleanses us. He renews us by his Holy Spirit. He plants us. Besides of the living water, you learn to drink from these waters. When we come to church, when we read our Bibles, it is to drink from the living water, to nourish our spirit. We are not just like animals. Animals need some food, some drink, and then everything will be fine. But you have a soul a soul that is thirsty and its thirst cannot be ended by the things of this world but only by drinking of the love of God. The love of God. This God who sent his son, his name is Emmanuel, I am with you. Today is Reformation Day. We think of Martin Luther today And Martin Luther rediscovered this gospel of God. And I think it's important for us to be aware that he lived in times that were very threatening. So today we deal with COVID. In those days, they dealt with the plague, with the pest. Well, the mortality rate of the the plague was much, much higher than COVID. So when it came to a village, a city, sometimes one third or even half of the city or the village would die because of this. Very scary, isn't it? 
wars were going on, now here, then there, and the armies of the Turkish armies were already in Austria, and people knew about the history, what could happen. Once North Africa, once, once great parts of the Middle East were Christian, until the Islamic armies would come and with the sword bring Islam. And, and, and there would no f- be hardly a future for Christianity. Now the Turkish armies were already in Austria. People were very afraid. What will the future look like? But above all, the time was very threatening for Martin Luther himself. When he had discovered that faith is not about beautiful buildings and about uh, priests in beautiful robes and about paying money to hopefully get some forgiveness for your sins. But when he discovered the word of God tells us about salvation through faith in Christ by grace. We need the word, we need the grace, we need the faith. This brought great joy to Luther, but it also began to spread great joy throughout Europe. But as soon as Luther began to preach and spread his writings, he would be threatened by the religious leaders, by the Pope. Anyone who would kill Martin Luther would get a prize. How would you feel if you were Martin Luther? However, many, many times, Martin Luther would go back to Psalm 46. He would say to his friends, people, to be honest, I feel a little afraid. I feel a little scared. I see around me all these giants, these Goliaths. Let's sing uh, one of the songs of the book of David. Let us sing Psalm 46. He also made his own song from it, A Mighty Fortress. And then he would remind himself of the confidence, of the joy, and of the boldness that we have in God. Yeah, a great psalm for people there and then, for Martin Luther, but also a very great psalm for us. Jesus told us what kind of things would come to the earth. Later on, Jesus told us, for instance, if you uh, read Luke 21, you read about wars that will come, earthquakes that will come, uh, nation rises against nation. You read about waters that will roar and foam. But Jesus says, when these things happen, even when people threaten you, even when there is uh, not a unity in your own family, then look up. To the Lord. Think of him who said, I am with you. Paul, the apostle, knew of this. Think of Romans 8. If God is for us, who or what can be against us? In the end of the letter to the Hebrews, the apostle says, we did come to a glorious city, to Zion. So you may feel very alone at times and very worried. But if you have come to Christ, you may know that you are part of a city that God is building, a city that will not be moved and that will not be shaken, but that will last forever. In the last book of the Bible, the book of Revelation, you see that finally that wonderful city will be ready and it will descend from the heavens, the new Jerusalem 
in the midst of it, the Lamb, Jesus, that wonderful King who was with us, who was willing to die for, for our sins, and the river flowing from the midst of that city, life and joy forever. We stand on the start of a new week and a new day. Take with you from this psalm that you must make sure that you are part of this city. Don't rely on natural things for your safety, for your joy, but look to Jesus. Go to Jesus. Make sure that he has forgiven you, that he dwells in you. And then let your focus always be on God, on what he gives you, on the works of God. And from that, look to your circumstances and not the other way around. So let's not work for safety and for rest and for joy. That's what we are inclined to do. If, I've have, I, if I have prepared enough for my exams, then I can have joy, then I can have rest. No, start from the rest that God gives you. He says, I am with you. Be confident. I, I, I give you the water of life. So have joy. And then from the rest and from the joy he gives you, you can live. And you may know that whatever happens, no one can get you out of his hands. No one can steal you from this mighty shepherd, this mighty fortress. Praise be to the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. So remember that our Lord Jesus Christ is the risen Lord. He defeated death, he defeated devil, he defeated our sins and our debts. So if he says, I am with you, for what or for whom should you fear? Put your trust in him. You may stand then for uh, the blessing of God that we will now uh, receive. If you have any questions, things you want to discuss or to talk further on, feel free. There is coffee, tea and so on. We can talk together. Lift up your hearts to God and receive the blessing. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship with the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen.